pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Well, now what do you mean? If you get your tooth knocked out, you, you do what? You just put it back in. What do you mean you put it back in? <laughs> you just stick it back in there. It doesn't even have to be in there correctly. Well, you got to go to the dentist, right? No, you just, well, you do want to go to the dentist, but after you've found <laughs> your tooth you and put about? it back in what your head. What do you mean you put it, you knock, you put your tooth back in? <laughs> what are you talking about, Maggie? If you get your teeth knocked out, or a tooth, teeth, okay. teeth sounds excessive, <laughs> or, or all your teeth I think one out. sounds excessive. <laughs> okay, but if, seriously, if you get it knocked out, you can, if you can find it, you can put it back in and it keeps the tooth alive and the dentist can set a splint for it just like a bone and you won't lose your to- How does tooth that permanently work? how does that even work because your teeth have little uh since uh what are they called like roots well it's roots but it was something else <laughs> in the article yeah. nerves nerves yeah i think that's gr- okay you can this regrow is this is that's it great is advice true. and i think everyone should know that i think it's important I didn't know it until I read so that article. You knocked out. You stick it back in within an hour. Yes, it does have to be within 60 minutes, the article. And it'll survive. Said. And they can save it. Okay. <laughs> well, that's great. It's so good to be back. Um, I have a problem and, over here. That? I forgot what? to open my LaCroix, and it's going to be so loud. Go ahead loud. and open it. I'm, gonna, I'm going to drink some coffee. Like We've been away be so for a loud. while, so go ahead and, and, and do that. Okay. Here I go. And while you do that... That's it was not bad. Loud. Those okay. are really good too. I know. Is they it, have to be cold. Yeah, very cold. We have done hot, hot and sparkly you water. Got, so many have been. Uh, you, <laughs> where have we been? And this is the longest we've been away in what three years now I from know. the podcast. And so I felt a little I'm, nervous this morning, like I hadn't texted someone back. Well, I don't want to say I'm sorry because the actual definition of the word sorry is wretched. So we're not wretched here, but maybe an <laughs> apology is in order. But I'm we've not done, sorry, but I am. Intensely regretful for, <laughs> for not that having action. been here in a while. Oh, my word. But we've done 15 <laughs> concerts, concerts since we last podcast. <laughs> what are you doing? I can't even talk right. 15, 15, <laughs> count them. One, two, three, four, five, and more. 15 concerts. 15. And we're doing a, a tribute <sighs> to the movie The Greatest Showman. Oh, and it's fun. We have been traveling and doing these concerts. No excuse. I've, I've missed being here. So I've missed everyone. Have you ever fully embraced how unique and special and different you are, Maggie? Yes, I have. (laughs) Oh, well, (laughs) because if you haven't, (laughs) it's one of the perks of, of being in love with yourself. (laughs) You, well, well, if you've, if you've not, maybe it's because you're conforming to negative influencers and you just took the wind out of my, my proverbial sail. Well, and that's the current me. There was a past life me where. That was not the case, but you've taught me well, sir. So you're embracing how unique and special you are. All of us should be doing that. Yes. And, you know, if 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 you are not, all the things that you're experiencing in life that come uh, from negative men or that are producing negative manifestations typically comes from all of the guilt trips that a person is going through because they are conforming to the negative influencers and they're not embracing their unique and their special and different self like you are what a tangled web that becomes help me out of this but um i think what you just said is is intensely accurate and helpful because it really is you know you sort of start spiraling and you kind of get sucked down the drain when you start on this oh this is good oh yeah Listen to that. The amount of, of Isn't gadgets. Isn't wonderful? And in this birds. room, we've got the door open, the birds are out in the back, and the flowers are blooming, the clocks are chiming. The biggest grandfather clock I've ever seen. Living our best life. <laughs> Kineticbelief.com is the website, and if you'd um, like to comment on today's podcast, once we get to the other end of it, uh, please do send us a comment and let us know yes. something. Well, but, and can we go back to what you were just saying, though? Because sure. I really, I, it really did... Uh, I think it's great because when we start down that path of negativity, it does start swirling us around and it's very difficult to get out of that because because it's so internal. I mean, it's all happening in our minds and the possibilities are endless <laughs> for how, how low you can go in your mind. And so it does, you know, what you just said, like just having all of those negative thoughts about self, it sucks you in. 
And those possibilities come from adhering to the negative influencers in our lives. Yes. If you've got border bullies around you, if you are working with others that are more than glad to tell you what's wrong with you, yeah. more than happy to tell you how of a, big of a screw up you are. That's been a, if you're listening yeah. to that, if you're, if you're looking to others yeah. to form your opinions about self or what you should be doing with your life, uh, invariably, more often than not, that's what you're going to run into. That's been a big one for me because I have a... I used to, I shouldn't say I have it now. I used to have a terrible habit of carrying other people's emotional water, if you will. You know, if they were being negative or being a border bully, I would make excuses for them to to keep it going. And that's that's a toxic trait. That's, well, that's not good. That's the one area that maybe you're not unique in, Maggie, is that's common. <laughs> that's what everybody, when we start carrying the emotional water of others, then we do get all kinds of tangled up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and for me, it was such a lifelong habit. Um, it, it, even though I was intensely mindful of what I was doing, it, it took a long time to, to stop. It, I had to take quite some drastic steps. It takes becoming a kinetic believer, doesn't it? What? And while you're at kineticbelief.com, check out the 100-day <laughs> Kinetic Belief Manifesting Journal. Yes. It's available on the website. And by the way, it is not a diary. It's a journal. For It's a manifesting journal yeah. to rearrange and change the circumstances of your life and to come out from underneath the negative influencers in life. And I know there are a lot of people that have gone through it multiple times, but I have to say, even making it through one time to the 100-day mark is is quite the feat. And if you've done that, pat yourself on the back. Well, and if you've done it, you don't, you'll you know um, how remarkable it is. Just try it for 100 days. Yeah. And you literally do transform the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. It works that way. I've never had such a deep introspection and, and self-clarity than when I'm in that journal. It, it, it delivers. It, it kind of is <laughs> like will. wringing the the washcloth of life out. Oh my goodness! Did you just clean the kitchen? <laughs> this is my third cup of coffee. <laughs> you just finished loading the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. You know, you have all these kitchen analogies. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of true. Have you ever taken a guilt trip? <laughs> Where did you go? Oh, my goodness. The land uh, of forgotten dreams. I really enjoy these podcasts with you. And, and and you know, probably because of the work that it represents. And it does mm. represent if we've just come out of the kitchen. But we we have been on this, this uh, journey of travel for three solid years now. And the exploration that we have been... Uh, on with the journey has led to so many different topics mm. and we get to unpack them together. Yes. And that's the treat. I always is, feel, I'm sorry. I'm just excited no. today. I'm stepping on you. R- roll with it. Go <laughs> okay. <ahead. laughs> um, whenever we do these podcasts, I feel like I'm getting back on the bull, back on the Bronco, um, which is a good thing. I mean, you want to approach life as though it's that, you know, the, the, class five rapids that you need to traverse or the, the, the bull you need to ride for eight seconds because the only way to do it right is to, to dive in and, and learn as you go. Well, riding that proverbial bull for a few seconds, that's, how, that's what gets you off of the, the, uh, the, what, the, the galloping, and the, oh. the, 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 <laughs> the couch, the whatever it is that it gets you stuck in a rut. Yeah. And if you're, because if you're somebody that's at ease with what makes you unique, like you are, and if you're willing to show your your special characteristics, and if you're willing to show your strengths, if you're willing to show all of your giftings to the world around you, to people that you know, then perhaps you're not somebody that is prone to, well, like we're saying, the guilt trips of life that that causes a person to um, to retreat into the to the abyss of mm. guilt. And that's a but, good word, retreat. Yeah. That's exactly what it does. It makes you retreat in life. It does. It makes you pull away from your unique genius of purpose. Mm. But look, if and, and maybe you're somebody that's new to kinetic belief, and you just happen to find the podcast. And if you are, and even if you're not, just recall and remember that what we attempt to do here is combine scientific evidence and with that of philosophy, thought disciplines, religions, all of those things to shed light 
on understanding how it is exactly that life works in the empirical world around us, but spiritually speaking, and the enlightened way of pursuing life. And when we understand it from transcending the the lower life forms, it gives you a, a larger perspective, more of a holistic viewpoint of why things are the way that they are. I mean, in reality, not the way they appear to be, but why they are the way that they are in your life. Why, why, why do things not seem to work out for one when things are always rosy and peachy keen for somebody else? Mm. What's going on with that? Because so much has been revealed through, well, for example, quantum particle research and how thought interacts with the creative universe around us that we now can scientifically look in on exactly what makes things work the way that they're working. How is it that one person experiences life in one way and somebody else in a completely different one, and it's consistently the same way for both of them? How does that how do we change that? Because it is, it can be changed. And that's what excites me. Yes. Is that we are actually at the helm of controls, whether you know it or not, you are in control of the destiny of life. It's not just some random happenstance that you end up where you are. There are small minute, you said the other day and you were jesting, but it's hilarious to think about. You were uh, we were being silly with a, I was joking around with somebody and you're just watching like a tennis match back and forth, back and forth. And then when we were finished being stupid, you said something like, I'm just sitting here trying to think of what, what life choices did I make that they, comp- caused, they all that culminated caused in, in me being here at this moment. <laughs> Having to watch this. <laughs> but, <laughs> How did every every step some, I took? But lead there's some me truth here? to that. And that's why it's hilarious. <laughs> there is some truth to that, but we explore that kind of life. Mm-hmm. And we explore those those types of qualities of decisions that we make from the you know, the present moment that we're all experiencing at all times, because it's from this present moment that all is well or all is wrecked. Well, and I love what you just said about uh your experience and how it's always you always have the opportunity to alter what you are experiencing and understanding where that comes from is the first step because there's nothing there's not much worse in life than having a question having feeling stuck and truly feeling as though there's not an answer and so everything that you just described that path will always lead to an answer it will always lead to growth and well, where, what you're looking for. Well, what people will, will do is when they're needing an answer without having the input or the information, it's kind of like going back to the refrigerator when you're hungry and, <laughs> and there's nothing in there, but you go back and you start rifling through the few ingredients and things that you have in there, hoping that, you know, uh, that the roast beef sandwich is just going to magically appear <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's not in there. You're looking in a file box for, you know, a a tax receipt that's not in there. And you keep going back and you're looking for it, rifling through it. It's not in there. You need more information. You need to go to the grocery store and get some more ingredients. And get that roast beef. Get the roast beef. Find the tax receipt. Whatever. Good luck. But in quantum (laughs) physics, Maggie, everything in the universe is moving to or from the original source. Yes. Yes. And so... Because of that, we know that particle attraction, for example, is remarkably predetermined by the bias of a belief. So what this means in the macro universe where we see things and talk about things, the bigger, not the micro, but the macro, is that circumstances, the life that we are experiencing, the 15 concerts that we just went through, whatever it is, is going to be determined by what we believe. All of that is determined by belief, and it also changes by belief. Yes. Things work out better for those that believe better and expect the better, and they are worse for those that believe the worse and expect the worse and talk about things being bad. And that is the culmination. That's the, that's the key to all of this is remembering, just getting ourselves to remember that it's our belief and the words that we're saying that are creating this reality. And it's not because it's just so tempting. It's it's always because we do have our senses. We have sight, we have sound, smell, whatever. But we're constantly bombarded with the concept that the problem is outside of self. 
the problem is in front of me. It's this person, it's this concept, it's this situation. And so always getting back to the core truth of what you are saying, that it's within our mind, it's within our belief system, it's within our words that, you know, if we are the problem, we are the solution. Yeah, <laughs> well stated. <laughs> If, if we're the problem, whatever you think is the problem, then, you know, you, you're constructing that as the giant in your life of, of yeah. problems because we are at the levers. We're controlling it. And there, the universe is not a respecter of persons. Mm. In other words, it mm. doesn't work for one in a way that it does not work for the other. It yeah. is, there's a uh, average common ground playing field that we're all part of. No mm. one person has more authority and and power creative power in this universe than somebody else does everything that has mass in the entire universe is made of the same stuff you are i am the stars everything has the exact same building blocks that perform and function in the same way mm -hmm. meaning that we all have the same uh, uh even though we have the same power and authority of genius of purpose it's unique to you and unique to myself now to go and create the attributes that you have that I have to do this glorious work while we're here. You just have to know that and you have to believe that. I feel like there's such a nice theme coming through everything you're saying today, which is there are truths about the universe that you must you know, establish in your own mind and in your own heart as truth so that you can then adhere to them when everything looks as though it's not true. Because what you just said about, you know, it being an even playing field is so true, but if you were to look around and, and go by what you see, you would never believe that. And so making sure that we understand what you're saying today, and not just understand it, but make, make it revelation knowledge within our spirit, mm -hmm. something that we can stand on day after day after day. You know, and that's, that's um, really interesting, Meg, something to stand on day after day after day. And when in, in, in that respect, you're talking about an eternal truth. Mm. Finding that truth of yourself, the thing that makes you know, us different, is your truth. Mm -hmm. And Nietzsche, Nietzsche, the philosopher Nietzsche said that every great man is an imposter of his own ideal. But and I would say that what this means is that when we look at ourselves through the lens of what we believe others think about us, we are imposters against ourselves, our true selves. Yes. Because we're believing that thing to be true about us that came from an external source rather than, like you said, from the source within. Mm -hmm. But when we look inside and accept that state of being that's different than what someone would have us to imposter ourselves to be. Then when we look inside and embrace that truth and say, you know what? Um, middle finger in the air. <laughs> <laughs> like this song. Like this, this song. song. Says. Who sings that? I don't know. And 21, I don't know that 21 pilots. Middle finger in the air. I don't <laughs> care anymore. I am true to myself. And so I by gosh darn it, and going to change the life I'm living to be extraordinary to myself and yes. my truth. I wonder if anybody's really said gosh darn it when they put a middle finger Probably in the air. Probably not. I, you <laughs> but know, you're unique. That's your truth, that's, Steve. That's my, my curse word of the day. Gosh darn it. But every single human being was created, Maggie, in the image of the Creator mm -hmm. with an ability to attract their expectations and to literally change, literally grow, literally develop beyond what is represented in the now. To change what you get up and look at and, not, and wish would be different. Here we go. What time is it now? I think it, I think it goes off day. every 15 minutes. But to change, good or bad, most people are embattled by guilt trips. Yeah. And most believe that they can just simply wait for something good to happen, for something good to show up and, and change things for them. And that is not the way that we were constructed. But the guilt trip would have you to believe that because I'm tripping in this thing, mm. I need to be rescued. Right. But the rescue comes from within. I'd like to hover here for a moment because it re this really spoke to me personally. Um, you, you, were, you were mentioning how, you know, perceiving yourself 
through the concepts of what you think others are thinking about you. And it, it would seem on the surface that that's going to be someone overtly saying something to you or saying something about you. And that's not usually the case that it's, it's actually usually unspoken. Um, it's something, it's maybe even a relationship that's been established for a long time. Maybe they were even a big part of your, um, you know, formidable years. But the point being is that it's all within our minds and it's amazing how deep those concepts of what other people think about us can go and they can permeate even the smallest decisions in life. You know, you, you wonder what you should get for lunch and you're wondering what it's going to make you look like what you order. I mean, it, it's just, you should be, it's really, <laughs> you should be thinking, yeah, I should be thinking about what I'm about to eat. Um, actually changing the way I look, but, but that's within yourself, not what someone else is going to think. That's within me. Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> but I just, I just think it's an mm -hmm. interesting, it's one of those concepts that you think you know what it means, but mm -hmm. then if you meditate on it for just a moment, it goes, uh, it goes a lot deeper. Well, the thing that keeps me from uh, not conforming to the opinions, thoughts, and ideas of others is making sure that I'm beginning my day in my Law of Attraction 100-Day Guided Journal with my affirmations, my imaginations, and desires what I am grateful for in imagining to see myself becoming and then calling that thing that is not yet in the, in, in the empirical world around me as though it already is. And so I'm living my life and I'm developing the, the art and articulating the vocabulary for what I imagine to be. That's what, yeah. that's what actually sets me up to be able to uh, do battle with those, those exterior influences in my life as I go through the day. After the fact, it's too late. So I prepare for battle before I walk out the door. I prepare to mm -hmm. be in love with the world around me, not accepting it as my reality, but only as an observer to that which is, allowing it to be what it is, allowing babies to do what babies do without me agreeing with that in, in, in a sense that I am becoming that negative thing. You know, as uh, while you were talking, I was thinking... And that's why I have to keep talking. And then ultimately you'll stop thinking and we can have a conversation. I'm just kidding. I really oh, did. Maggie. Oh, I really did just realize something about you though, that you are, you're such a connoisseur of, of being true to yourself. You've done it for so long. Um, I just realized that sometimes you will s stretch your legs a little bit. You know, you'll, you'll allow that silly, crazy pendulum to swing a little too far, not too far, um, more than it needs to go in the silly, crazy direction. And I think that's probably a good lesson for all of us, you know, instead of just saying, okay, I'm not going to care what anybody thinks, but you start, sort of keep towing that line of how people know you. Um, but you always kind of take it a step further. And, and again, I, I don't know of another way to say it than you're stretching the legs of your personality, <laughs> but you do this almost as an exercise. You do. Yeah. You yeah. don't just, you know, you don't just walk the narrow line of who you are, but you actually make sure you go a little over <laughs> the line. Well, thank you. But that's, I think that's, that's important. A, that's a compliment. I because if you, you can that. go that far, you know, if you can be, I guess the point is just if you are willing to be seen as silly, crazy, ridiculous in any situation, then you've you've actually really achieved something well you're not you're not an imposter to yourself yeah the weird little self the is weird little unleashed. self is to be embraced indeed absolutely i think i took too long to say that no you didn't <laughs> <laughs> i was just trying to find just, the words of well i think probably you. you were you were thinking things you were not saying and that's no no i, I was well. i was just meditating on you oh uh, see there's love there's love there's so much love you know nothing just happens no, it does not. It doesn't. Nothing. It, th there is a universal law of attraction that responds to the power of kinetic belief. Kinetic belief is a belief that is not double-minded and you've settled it. And the law of attraction will conform what you believe to change circumstances to our you know, like you're talking about the food that we eat, it, it changes our physical bodies. It changes mm -hmm. this, the states of our observation conform circumstances to change to the degree of enlightenment, which is 
the, the, the way that we see the world around us, enlightenment, and we've, in, in the things that we ask for are obtained by the, the, the expectation of that enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And all things then change according to our continual observations where that's concerned. Our continual observations come from our journaling come from exactly what we are expecting to see in our lives. And that has to do with our physical bodies. Sickness cannot stay in the presence of the expectation of healing. Sadness cannot remain in the, the presence of the expectation of gladness, for example, and, and those kind of things. But you know something else I was thinking, Maggie? Comfort. And we were talking about this the other day. We were... Noticing, I think, some furniture in a hotel or something, recliners, maybe it was an Airbnb, somewhere we were. But we were talking about, you know, comfort will kill your soul when nothing to lose becomes something to gain. And when people are pursuing those those things that comfort in life, they're negating the the drive, the, the passion within to to and putting it to the side to say, you know, I just need to be comfortable. I need to surround myself with these comfortable things in life, but it'll kill your soul. And which is the pursuit of nothing worth having. Mm. And retirement will do that. And people will think that I am now working day in and day out from sun up to sundown to acquire these things that will make me comfortable. And I'm pursuing these things that really are just not even worth having. And so passion, the passion for living, which is the value of living, by the way, passion. Passion is the expression of a life worth living. Which, by the way, compassion is the sharing of that passion yeah. with others. Sometimes yes. sometimes we run out of the passion, and I need somebody with some compassion <laughs> to show up to give me some of the passion, to reignite my zeal and zest for going yes. and getting out of the house, getting, getting out of this recliner, getting out of that bed, and going out and being the expression of what God created me to be in this life. Well, and passion is a fabulous word because it's the natural byproduct of spending time pursuing the life that you want to live, the life that you were meant to live. And so the more that you step into your your purpose, your love for self, your love for others, the passion is automatically ignited. I think many times when we embark on this self-discovery process, um, at the very beginning, it's you feel maybe even a little uh, lethargic. I mean, you know, life has had has been beating you down for a long time and mentally you're fatigued, you're tired, you feel like you've already run that race. Um, But I just think it's so hopeful and it's such a wonderful thing to embrace the idea that it's not something you have to necessarily stir up. It's just going to naturally happen as you become a kinetic believer. Well, what are you passionate about? Is it the pruning of flowers and plants? That's a great thing to be passionate about. But there's something that every single person was put on this earth mm. with a passion within them to be. Yeah. A passion to be an expression of that thing. And, you know, the imagination is where those observations are formed mm. for that passion. But now here's the thing about, here's the thing about imaginative observations. They, they can either be formed through fear or faith. In other words, through yeah. the trepidation of that coming to pass. And, and that also will come from um, a- allowing border bullies or people to, to change who you should be and, and speak negative things into your life. And so those imaginative observations can become fearful and they're cast down. Mm-hmm. I don't dare be my weird little self because of a fear that it would not be conforming to the expectations of others. Right. Good thoughts and and intentions uh, bec- can become bad thoughts and even bad intentions because of that. When he began this by talking about speaking to the the power of allowing yourself to be uncomfortable because the ego is always chasing comfort. And so our highest self it has to you know develop this understanding of what discomfort really means. It's growth, it's evolution. Um, and, and it makes sense because, when you're at the again, when you're at the beginning, or heck, even in the middle of this thing, you've developed such a specific way of surviving from relationships to your internal dialogue, 
And to uproot all that and transform it, it's, it is absolutely worth it. But it's important to acknowledge the, the, what that process even feels like. Mm. I really enjoyed watching you, by the way, in the last concert. <laughs> and when I was walked off stage oh, no. for a minute and, and you were singing, you yeah. were up there singing some of the, the, the music from The Greatest Showman. Mm -hmm. And you were so high. On life, oh, on, yeah. on the music, on the lyrics. Yes. And your eyes are dancing and you're singing and you're, I mean, dancing with the, the delight of the music. Yeah. And that expression. And, and you were not encumbered by what people may or may not have thought about, you know, what you were doing. You were just, I could tell it was an expression of delight coming from within. And, and the reason I'm bringing that up is that is the correct approach that we all should have going throughout our day, not giving thought or consideration to an audience, but what's on the inside of you and what you're passionate about and willing to share that in a, in a compassionate way with others. Yeah. That delight of the expression of self being the motivation for living. Well, and what's so beautiful about that is the compassion aspect of it because I remember very clearly being up there and you know I was definitely in my own mind and heart and then all of a sudden I was I became so overwhelmed with the beauty of the opportunity I was being given to interact and share with this audience it really just the this euphoric state of, of celebration sharing, and I was sharing, even yeah I even felt so humbled that I mm -hmm. got to be you know, a part of sort of almost like a torchbearer um, on this really great journey to uh, to a beautiful place that we don't get to go all the time. You know, but you were you were celebrating your unique difference in that place because you were mm -hmm. not trying to conform to anything. You were just being Maggie up there singing yourself. <laughs> Imagine if trees, for example, spent their life cycle trying to be like other trees. What you know? Talk about getting weird. I mean, that—that's <laughs> what most of society does. Mm. Tries to emulate itself and conform with itself. Try to to be like others. So we, if, and if that were successful to the nth degree, mm. then we would all be the audience. Yes, we'd all just go sit down. <laughs> we'd all just be sitting there. Like in, somebody in, get up in, there. In rows. But it's so true. But we are each one facet of the designer. One facet of God that otherwise would just remain unseen unless we reveal the characteristics of the facet within us. Mm -hmm. and, and now there are challenges to living our best lives. I don't have to tell anybody that. I mean, I think that's why we all are here today is because there are challenges and we do need to stir ourselves up with our best ideas. And, and, and I, we've kind of got off on this and then, you know, we didn't really prepare for it. But one of the most common is the natural expression of guilt tripping mm -hmm. that is so easily um, received. I think we, we, so many people can end up on a guilt trip and not even know they pack their bags for it, not even know they got in the car yeah. and drove away. I mean, where are you going? Well, I'm heading off to a guilt trip. I've got two weeks for this. Um, <laughs> Well, I don't want to come. <laughs> I don't want to go. Got a lot of days. Don't saved even up. send me a postcard. Just yeah. But that's what happens. Well, and and guilt trips are so prevalent because the person enacting them, um, it's always the easiest path to manipulation. I think that's probably the you know hit the hit the guilt trip button and you can get anybody to do anything for you. And so we have to watch out for these things. But awareness is the beginning, isn't it? I mean, yes. awareness is the beginning of all good things. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All, all good things. Understanding <laughs> our unique purpose for being here. That is awareness, mm, which yeah. is to be the fullness of me. In this present moment with gratitude, I am fully, completely, totally me. Yeah. That's my awareness. And sense of the sense of that will protect me from um, ever succumbing to to uh, condemnation and guilt trips and border mm -hmm. bullies and all those things. Well, and such a big part of this is, you know, establishing that we owe ourselves and our creator everything. And I mean that in a positive way, not in an obligatory way, but in, in this purest form of this relationship with our creator and with ourself, that's where life is happening. And so many times we've, we've, 
We've been tricked into thinking that we owe other people so much. And, and that is not the case. Well, that sense of indebtedness will cause a person to hide their unique qualities. Yeah. And so that's a question for all of us today, I think, that ask yourself, do I promote my differences mm. or do I hide my unique qualities? Are you heading out the door now to promote your, not in a prideful way, but in a way that is compassionate for others? Are you going out there to promote your differences, which are extraordinary and wonderful and unique and a little weird, Mm. which is a good thing? Or are you going out there to try your best to hide your qualities of uniqueness? And the ripple effect of that is massive because not only are you... um, being this beautiful example to others of what life can be, of what self-introspection can do, of what it looks like to be your weird little self. But then that is passed on. You know, this is contagious. Kinetic belief is contagious. It gets on everyone around you and it does spread. And then the two or more being gathered around a belief, that makes it even more powerful. And so you know, nothing is the same when you're a kinetic believer. It does not stay the same. It's evolving. It's growing. It's changing. Fast. It's changing fast. It changes so fast. Yes. Because, you know, most people, and I hear this a lot when, when, they, when we meet cabies, for example, the, and I'll hear how they were just hoping to disappear. Mm. If, and they were hoping to just be unnoticed mm. until they became a cabie. And then things start happening so quickly. And dynamically, they began to become that unique expression of self, mean, in which that just meant that life began pouring in into them and then therefore through them into the lives of others. Mm. Because and these are the kind of questions that will reveal whether or not you're living your best, most unique, purposeful life. Are you trying to be unnoticed? Are you trying to just disappear within, within the masses? Do you not want anybody to notice you or to, uh, God forbid, say anything to you about being any different? Or are you beginning to shine and take on a quality of being diverse and unique? Mm. You know, that is the purpose of life, Maggie, is to advance your mind, body, and soul toward perfection, toward completion, because each one of us has this unique genius within us that exists nowhere else in the universe. Nobody else has it. And so for conforming to others, we are absolutely in denial of the genius within us. There is no such thing as common only average and and average is the creative creator that is fearful of being unique and so they remain average and and not only is it possible for us to enjoy and advance our lives it is actually it's harmonious with creation And, and by that i mean it is the original intention for all of creation the universe is advancing and it's successful in its advancement And if we are in alignment with the way that the universe is performing in that advancement as a creative creator, having these natural experiences, then we bind ourselves through this agreement with the universe to also purposefully advance ourselves toward that perfected completion. I love that that analogy, that visual of hitching a ride on the universe. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, that's really cool. That's beautiful. And that, that creates optimism, doesn't it? Yes. If you're hitching a ride on the advancing, it's expanding universe toward perfected completion, then that will breed happiness. True happiness is optimism for advancing toward perfection. Well, because in that, in that, when you start thinking that way, it's, it's inevitable. There's just zero chance this isn't going to happen. There's zero chance <laughs> that this isn't going to work because you've met the universe in that place. And, you know, if you know the nature, the laws of the universe, you you know. It's inevitable. We're not jumping off the roof wondering what's going to happen. To see. <laughs> maybe I will, maybe I won't. <laughs> maybe when we were 10. But yeah. Well, but to, you know, to not advance stops us from being optimistic and it causes us to decrease. Yeah. We're either advancing or we're decreasing. And so without optimism, there can be, well, no peace. Without optimism, there's no joy. Without that kind of optimism where you've hitched a ride on the universe, there's no happiness. And so all of our most wonderful and inspiring dreams, for example, and all of those visions that we have for a bigger and better life, they are actually there as guideposts for imagining our lives to be perfected. Mm. But we cast those down. People will cast those down where there's no optimism. Yeah. 
And so the average human being is now prone to where we started, those guilt trip manifestations. And they do manifest. They manifest in in negative ways. Guilt trippers are not at peace with their own decisions. No. Yeah. And so they're experiencing life... Um, from uh, uh, this negative place, always looking, it was like looking up through uh, the bottom of a frozen pond and it's just ice above you and murky waters and you can't see clearly anywhere. The sky's no longer blue. You cannot hear the birds singing or the clocks chiming behind you. So it's isolating. And that's, you know, and that's a important trigger to understand too. If Uh, you start feeling that depth of isolation, even suffocation, Mm. um, we know where it's coming from. Yeah, yeah, that's totally it. But experiencing life that's free from guilt trips, that means having enough self-confidence and belief in yourself that enables enables you to energetically act without fear of failure and energetically act without a sense of any kind of condemnation or any judgment from any, anyone else. And I think this podcast, for me especially, I mean, and it just whenever you have a teacher, you know, I mean, I've learned so much from you over the years, Steve, but when you have someone and you you believe them, you respect them, and you, and they're giving you permission to say, no, I'm not guilty. No, I'm not under condemnation. Yes, I am a beautiful creature to be uh, revered and celebrated and encouraged and edified. Um, that goes a long way. I mean, the, the whole permission granted concept of what this podcast is for me and I hope for others is it's so powerful. It's so thrilling. And it's like some of the conversations we've been having over the last couple of days. You get to the place where you're saying, you know what? Here I go again. By gosh darn it, I am living life on my terms. Yeah. My terms. My terms. And my terms are beautiful. My terms come with good intentions. My terms are an expression of love and light and acceptance. And where there is no condemnation, where there is no guilt. And no, you can't put guilt on me anymore to... Try to get me to conform to your expectations, to live the life that you would have me to live. That's not why I'm here. I'm an orange tree, not an apple tree. <laughs> I'm rooted in oranges. And my fruit is that of beautiful sun kiss. Well, and think oranges. about this, you know, just the just the fact that your creator gave you autonomy, gave you free will to choose. That's I think that's a big boost in in who you are. You know, the fact that look, you know, your creator believes that you could pull it off your creator believes that you can do this thing correctly and accurately and thrive and survive uh in in this in this space and the understanding of how the universe works so we're capable we are we have the Mm -hmm. ability we we have the built-in mechanisms Mm -hmm. to to do all of this and do it do it well Yes, but on the other hand, if we receive our identity but from the validation of others, then we'll never actually align our actions. What we're going out this house to do today, we will not align our choices of endeavors with the essence of our original purpose Mm -hmm. if we are receiving our identity from the validation of other people. Absolutely. But now... Kinetic believers, however. But wait. Wait a minute. There's more. Don't touch that dial. (laughs) (laughs) Call now and get ridiculous. Living living successfully and free from guilt trips Mm. that don't measure their performance of life according to society estimations of being wrong or right. It has nothing to do with uh, checking the box of yes or no, right or wrong anymore. Because kinetic believers, we are moment-minded because we are present-minded. Mm-hmm. We're not trying mm-hmm. to get somewhere. We're not aware of where we've come from. We are in this moment living our best life. And so we are moment-minded and long-term success is based upon the eternal core success in this moment, core of success in this moment. Meaning the platform, meaning the original identity that we popped into this universe with, being minded, mindful of that genius of purpose. In other words, our thoughts, our words, our actions are in harmony. They are in alignment and they have not been reconformed to the attributes of some outside source. Well, you can really see how all of that guilt tripping, all that neg- negativity, it's going to prevent you from doing it's going to prevent you because the only way to grow the only way to learn is to dive in 
Just jump in, figure it out as you go. You don't see anything as a failure. You see it as a lesson and you go and you go and you go and you, and you stay in motion and you stay in motion and you keep moving forward and you keep moving forward. And the guilt trip, the condemnation, that, that paralyzes you. And it keeps you exactly where you are, just like spinning your wheels in that one spot. And so that's the core of, for me, I mean, that's how I'm receiving what you're saying, is that that's why it's so important. Well, think about it like this, Maggie. When someone is, there is a negative influencer. There's someone that is, like we were saying, putting a guilt trip on you for whatever reason. You can't get a negative, I mean, or you can't get a, a positive from a negative. Mm-hmm. Or in the same way, a negative cannot come from a positive. In other words, the substance of those skewed imaginations that are from a a, a, a guilt tripper, and, and they are stagnant mm-hmm. imaginations, they reduce and they diminish life. Uh, because it's a guilt trip, it come, there's sickness that is inside the, of the husk of that seed. There is disease inside of the wow. husk of that that seed that results in a diminishment of the quality of life gestating more life one who's living with confidence in their original purpose however not only successfully manifests healing and strength for their bodies but advance prosperity advance peace and joy and happiness in every single area of life because you can't get again a a negative is not going to come out of a positive seed so it begins to holistically encompass and surround all of your life all of your sphere of influence and then a vision of that perfected health and perfected wealth and vitality it becomes part of your sleep part of your imagination and it becomes uh, clear there's a clarity that begins to overtake us when we are in the there's an absence mm-hmm. of the guilt tripping well, the way that you just described that reminded me of how this is a this is just something that's part of our daily practice. And I love that because it's not one and done. It's daily, it's daily, it's daily. It's that's the life of a kinetic believer. Yes, you grow and you graduate and you move on, but it's always being mindful of of who we truly are mm-hmm. and then seeing it through the and it, and you you've used the the analogy magic eye before, you know, those posters from the 80s that you if you stare at sideways, you can see the dolphins or whatever. <laughs> but that, that that's actually a wonderful analogy for being a kinetic believer because you do have to have the vision, the insight, the foresight mm. to, to read things as they truly are and not as the world is telling you they are. That's so good because the foresight is in the same, the same uh, uh, realm as the hindsight mm. where... For example, in in hindsight, for the the positive one, there are no regrets. Yeah, yeah. You cannot have regrets because the advancing life is advancing regrets without regrets. Regrets would pull you back into the negative state of being. And so with that foresight comes the hindsight that it's all good. And so we're meditating on and adhering to... uh, being free from guilt trip manifestations and advancing our life without those regrets because we know who we are and we know who we want to be in this moment. And so we see ourselves as that in the present tense and we understand why we desire our beliefs and, and why we are grateful continually in all things as we see ourselves having achieved our highest viewpoints for our dreams and for our bodies. And we're Casting down those imaginations that are fear-based and refusing to harbor any kind of self-doubt. The successful KB does not look to the future for an outcome. They understand that success is about the journey. In other words, achievement is in this moment. It's what we're doing with this moment is not in the future. The future takes care of itself when this moment shows up by being present-minded with a successful posture for adhering to and relying on what we expect the future to be. Wow. And so the future, it just aligns to agree with this moment. Yeah. You know, all of the, all of the titans of success are continually moment-minded to do their best to, and to be their best, their best self, while being the person that they know themselves to be. Mm-hmm. And that that's not based on feelings, is it? Mm-hmm. Or emotions. That's based on the the determination of putting pressure on 
who I was meant to be, to be in this moment and mm. adhering to that quality. Wow. People that are controlled by those influencers, like we're talking about and the expectations of others, those errant life coaches, gurus that are setting goals for them, teachers that work to undermine the purpose of others. They, they errantly teach that talents make up purpose rather than genius. And talents are just skills. You can, anyone can develop a skill in a thing. But there's a genius that we have that's in us. And so when we are anointed with that genius, and which would actually, once it's perfected and we grow and develop in that, it uh, contradicts the viewpoints of those coaches and others that are trying to, the other trees that are bearing other fruit that are trying to speak in our lives to turn our oranges into lemons. Well, that's why you've always said from the very beginning of this podcast that, you know, you're not embarking on a journey to, to create a little Steve army, you know, <laughs> uh, no, thanks. I never want to tell anybody what they should do. Well, and you don't want them to be like you because that's wildly inaccurate. I mean, every, the... The unique qualities in every single individual are so real. And if, if we could only discover them and uncover them, the, it would completely alter the landscape of well, the whole world. You know, something that, that when you talk about altering landscapes that I've heard before, and is that if people will tell a KB, for example, when they begin this journey in their home that they're selfish, you know, you're working on you. You're beginning to put yourself first. You mm -hmm. are, you know, loving yourself and you are putting these demands on other people around you to give you the room to be an expression of you. And what about me? What about us? Why are you ignoring us and, and not thinking about us anymore? And if you believe that you're selfish by putting yourself first, then I am telling you to pack your bags because you are going on a guilt trip. Putting your needs first means that you are unconditionally loving your purpose and yourself. And until you learn to love yourself and your purpose and your genius and your weird reason for being here, you don't have the ability or capability to love anybody else. Mm -hmm. You have to love yourself. You have to love your identity. You have to put yourself first before you can be of any worth or value to anybody else. And if anybody has a problem with that, they're just looking to keep you under their foot. And that's right. the truth. Yes. So we choose to become a demonstration of our genius and our purpose in order to reveal ourselves to those that we love and even to the rest of the world. Mm, beautiful. And some will say that, you know what, you, you'll you never become your best self at the expense of others. That's a guilt trip. Yeah. Because we are our best and we are able to serve others by being our best when our own needs are... Uh, have been perfected. In other words, I perfected my health. I perfected my wealth. I've perfected my joy. And I'm realizing that by, you know what, by advancing my mind, body, and soul toward that perfected completion, I am holding myself up in the highest regard. Another guilt trip, misnomer, is the belief that saying that, saying no to somebody because they're asking me to comply means that I'm being selfish. That's a guilt trip. That's not true. My first, my first responsibility is always, as a purposeful, creative creator, to take care of myself, to promote and to edify and champion me, to unconditionally love me is to respect me. And until I do that, I cannot unconditionally champion and, and respect and edify and encourage you. I can't lift you up and I can't ask you or expect you to be the champion of your unique identity until that I, I have done that for myself. Mm. The truth is being free from guilt trips means that I'm living according to my purpose, which is truly all about me. Because until I make my life all about me, I cannot make it all about you. <laughs> exactly. I saw a funny quote or something and said basically, well, of course I'm a narcissist. It's my life. My life's about, of course, my life's it. about me. Of course. Right. <laughs> Who else is it going to be about? But, but you're, but it, what's, what it's doing though, it's interesting because your, you know, your well of, of good intentions, it's going to dry up so quickly when you're getting that from someone else. 
there's no juice to go there's not enough juice to go around and so you when you love yourself it's replenishing it's eternally replenishing everything that you need within yourself for yourself and then also to be spread around and cause others to grow as well but it only works in that in that one way and it's changing the universe around us yes which includes the people around us the family around us our friends the dogs the 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 neighbors that which are those that we come in contact as we go throughout our day it's changing holistically changing all of that because the powerful marvelous kinetic believer enjoying life from the highest viewpoints connects with all others in service Mm -hmm. unconditional love and care on the deepest of levels by finding balance and harmony First of all, within. Well, it seems like that this dovetails so nicely with the concept of living in our present moment and understanding that present moment because everything that you're describing is going into cultivating the present moment for ourselves that we continually carry with us and that we're continually improving upon. And so, you know, if, if you start now, it's just it's never too late at least just start today L- allow time to pass as your present moment moves through it and it's going to become well more than we could ever have hoped for or imagined and it's not it's not easy and it's not one and done this is a daily I, pursuit isn't I, it? and i love this conversation because no it's not easy but guess what's more difficult not living the That's life right. where you haven't done That's it right living a life where you're constantly under condemnation, constantly second-guessing yourself. You are you are living a, a tortured life, never knowing what to do next. Because we get up every day to head out the door into a competitive society. That's the nature of the ego. It competes with others. Mm. And so a competitive, a competitive society is based upon, you know what, I need to take something from you in order to have it. Creati- creativity says for me to have, um, I must create. The competitive world produces guilt trips, and, and those easily manipulated by the mechanics of competition easily fall into those guilt trips. And so, you know, to your point, we have to be prepared for this because it's not going away. It is what it is, yeah. and that, that is the truth for that. But we prepare ourselves in our meditative time, through our time of, of going through the, the, the affirmations yeah. and head upstream when the rest of it's going downstream. Well, and it's always going to be there, and it's, it's so important to, to, to know that moving forward. Um, one exciting aspect of that, though, is that you become this sort of self-love ninja. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe you were this major amateur. You were horrible at loving yourself in the beginning. But as the years come and go and you work on this daily, 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 and you we're in the podcast here together, um, oh, man, you become formidable. You're a ninja. You're pounding on trees so you can walk with Zen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. Get, take, take care of the painful thing yeah. in, in your quiet time. Well, you know, day one, somebody shows up on your front door with condemnation. You're going, well, I don't, I don't think I'm like that. <laughs> and I, I, I don't think I did anything wrong. And are we okay? And then, you know, day 40, you don't even need to respond. You don't even feel the need to respond to any anything that's outside of your your positive light feel, filled present moment well when it first shows up it appears very chaotic there's mm. chaos in it and negative influence yeah. is chaotic think about it media chaotic friends chaotic family life all of that challenges the uh, our clarity and distracts from our original purpose so we become free from those guilt trips by continually clarifying our personal convictions, our articles of faith, our Mm. purpose for being, our personal articles of faith are our guides for making decisions for all of those life moments, Mm. actions that we choose to engage ourselves in. They are all born from self-confidence that comes from practicing becoming the kinetic belief ninja (laughs) and no longer second-guessing our decisions, no longer being double-minded about our identity and our core personal values and understanding and embracing what all of those mean to us individually. 
I've always loved how uh, the, the story about Michelangelo and he would say, you know, the sculpture is within the block of marble and my job is to release it. And I think that's a big, that's a perfect analogy for being a kinetic believer. Because if we just stay at this daily, we keep chiseling and sanding um, mm-hmm. and trusting that the, the, the perfectly sculpted life that we desire, that we know belongs to us, it will reveal itself if we trust the process. And by perfectly sculpting life the way that we had imagined it to be, keeps us free from guilt and the guilt trips, doesn't it? The the philosopher Horace Bushnell said that guilt is the very nerve of sorrow. Mm -hmm. And how true that is. When we succumb to those guilt yeah. trips and the manipulation of others that challenge us from to, to not live the life we were meant to live, mm. it comes with sorrow if yes. we receive it. So we stay free from the sorrow and free from all of that. Immerse yourself into yourself. Make the decision to yes. do that. <laughs> yes. Liberation comes from a choice by making the choice to love yourself. And, you know, we can't afford to put this off any longer. So we look within to go out and become that thing that we desire. How long has it been since you you walked through a grove of trees alone, but then again, not alone? How long has it been since you've done something that you really enjoyed doing when you were a child? How long has it been since you held the hand of a friend while uh, crossing a street to spend whatever time you should choose in a a bakery or cafe? On the surface of those things appear to be really simple things, but it's the simple things that have the immense power for building great confidence and satisfaction and fulfillment. Actually, life is pretty simple. It's when We get our value from the opinions and the judgments of others that simple becomes complicated. You know, just like small drops of water make the oceans mighty, the small things in life that we enjoy contain the ability to open the the massive universal storehouse of our treasures. And knowing this, that's what builds great confidence. You know, when God first imagined us, His imagination cast the particles of our essence, like you were saying a little while ago, the form that gave us this life into existence. And our Creator established a desire within each one of us, within our hearts, and He christened us with all that we'll ever need to not only realize our desires, but to capably manifest them through the action of our achievements. But I'll tell you that through the competitive exposure of competition and bullies and and guilt trips and all those things while maturing here in the natural, perhaps, maybe, you have forgotten what your unique genius even looks like. Maybe you've lost touch with who you are and what you enjoy and, and really like doing. And, and it could be that you might even feel like at this point in your life, liberating yourself by becoming free is not even an option for you anymore. Maybe you feel like you're just too saturated with all of these responsibilities that have been bestowed upon you. And it may seem impossible to spare even just a few minutes to meditate and reflect upon your own life, your direction, your dreams, and your aspirations. Well, what you must know is that if you truly love anyone else in this life, you have, you have a responsibility, you have a duty to cast down the imaginations of every negative influence that you've ever considered to prevent you from listening to your inner genius. The inner conversations that you have throughout the day and, and certainly at night when you lay down to rest, those thoughts should become uncluttered. They should become edifying to you more intensely with each day so that you will regain the center of your purpose and and you'll find a quiet peace and enjoyment. And as soon as you begin journaling your highest viewpoints for creating and, and relocating your articles of faith, your convictions for living, It'll start to overtake you, and you'll enjoy the action of your expectations. And you're going to find a light 
in the rediscovery processes of your attitudes and your original purpose intelligence that's been there all along. It never left. It's still there. Find, determine to find your faction. Determine to find your group of friends and acquaintances that'll celebrate and edify and champion your talents. And they're probably a group of cabies like you, kinetic believers that cast down every negative thing. And then by holding yourself to the highest standard of your original genius, you're going to begin to attract those individuals like you did this podcast. People of like kind on the same mission that you've assumed for unconditionally loving others. You know, life becomes peaceful and so enjoyable when you are among creative creators who celebrate your differences and understand differences is just the beginning to all wisdom. You're going to find delight in the exchange of information through good conversations and this massive wealth of mental delight for your mind. It's expressively natural to want to be heard. It's, it's natural to be, want to be appreciated and encouraged and loved not manipulated through excursions brought on by guilt, but championed by the cause of your unique dynamic self. The company of other people who are also brave enough to fearlessly love provides an audience for your success. So imagine to see and believe and transform your life accordingly. It's been said the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. So take that first one today. Start small. Continue to journal along your journey. And the single steps are going to develop into giant strides. Go for it. Your best life is now. It's in this moment. So turn your affection within and, and locate the strength of your eternal source. Say this out loud. I'm living dreams with enthusiasm. I'm living dreams with enthusiasm. The little things in life. The little things in life. Are my satisfaction. They're my satisfaction. I enjoy being surrounded by others. And I enjoy being surrounded by others. Who are also enjoying themselves. Who are also enjoying themselves. I am fearless. I'm fearless. As I live my life with courage. As I live my life with courage. I am following my best life. I am following my best life. And it is now. And it is now. I am love. I am love. I am happiness. I am happiness. I am joy. I am joy. I don't have those things. I don't have those things. I am. <laughs> I am. Therefore I am. Therefore I am. <laughs>